Hi, and welcome to the Tell It Like It Is program, The Kingdom Way, the uh, second day of January 2023. I wish you, uh, I speak to you and tell you to have a blessed, blessed, blessed year. Not just a new year, but a blessed new year. I mean, a blessed year. Um, you know, make sure that you tell your friends and enemies and all of those people that are in your life to join in with us today. I have my brother, my baby brother. I had to remind him of that earlier. And uh, a powerful apostle Calvin Cook today. And he's going to talk. We're going to continue to talk about the tabernacle and the tabernacle in us and the tabernacle and how it's supposed to work and how we're supposed to work. So uh, remember, let all the people know if you want to give into this ministry, please. You'll see the information there. It's uh, mteminc.org, and they'll show you all the different ways in order to be able to seed into it. And without any further commercials or talking, I'm going to bring on Apostle Calvin. Well, praise oh, the Lord. Hey, my God, you look. Let me see how you look. Oh, you good? You look better than you did last year. My oh, God. thank you, baby. <laughs> how are you? I am well. I am well. Well, praise God. Excited about, excited about this year. Excited about what we're going to accomplish this year on this program. So yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm excited about the impartations and the uh, things that you're, you're going to release into the people and into the, the kingdom. And I'm just, I'm really excited. So talk to us about what you're going to talk about today. And I'm going to mute. Uh, I want I want to uh, this is really interesting because, uh, you know, this is 2023 and I'm not the kind of guy they're going to try to rhyme. And, you know, how we do cliches. I don't do that. I don't I don't look I don't do I don't get, get your, your socks tight. I don't do New Year's resolutions and stuff like that. I live every day for Jesus and I don't need to make any resolutions. I'm I'm striving before him. I'm begging for his grace. I said I'm begging. Uh, for everything that uh, that misrepresent him, that he would help me rid myself of those things. And so those are my resolutions, basically. I've never been in, a, uh, he's going to be great in 2008, everything's fine in 2000. I don't do that. I don't do that because I, <laughs> I just don't do that. Uh, but I am, uh, I did hear God speak something specifically to me. Uh, and I hadn't been on this track at all. He wanted me to talk to you where the generational deception came from. And I can show you that in the, uh, and we can't go forward with this deception continually being in the church. Cause, cause one thing I've been hearing, I've been hearing a lot of prophets say, thus saith the Lord. And that's it. basically, you don't need to do that anymore. Cause this ain't King James. You know, we still prophesying out of our study instead of out of heaven, out of uh, the place where the voice is coming from. The voice ain't coming from the page. It's, it, it's a spiritual voice. And it, it, the sound is from heaven, not the earth. And I'm just trying to tune you into channel G-O-D right now. That's all I'm saying. Somebody sent me something and it says that uh, it was about getting back to the Hebrew roots. And it said, you can't hear God. Uh, if you don't say these words right, God can't hear you. And I put there, I never do this, but this is the first time I've done it. I answered back and says, God sent the Holy Spirit to teach us the Bible. 
He didn't send anybody. He sent the Holy Spirit not to translate languages, but to translate culture and identity and image to us. Yeah, that's what the word of God is for, to get us back in the image, not to get us to speak anybody's language. Uh, and we need to understand that we were all off track. And so let's look at where this deception came from. And uh, I'll start off by reading out of Genesis. No, I, I say Exodus uh, uh, 26, because now, uh, Joe, put the framework up there that you showed a little bit earlier. Just, yeah. That has to be covered now. We've been talking about the framework. We've been talking about the divine alignment. Everybody's in their place. Every joint supplying. Everybody's standing on the silver, which is the medal of redemption. All the boards are covering so no flesh can be seen by God, nor flesh. You have to be covered by God's, uh, uh, his covering, because uh, uh, you can't inherit the kingdom. No, no wood was allowed in the tabernacle. That means no humanity, no presentation of what man has accomplished or man is accomplished. Because everything that is going to happen in this church age, in this kingdom age, are things that's been done for eternity and now being revealed to man. But not for man to reveal anything to God. So God covers man, so man has no option but to be conformed. He doesn't want man to conform God. He doesn't want man... He doesn't want man to, uh, to look like man. He wants man to be in a place where there could be a change in that man. And so when all that's said and done and the, and all the curtains were, of course, the veil now has been rent. So there's complete access to the kingdom age. Now there's nothing stopping us and there's nothing stopping the kingdom from being here now before there was a veil, but Christ's flesh was the veil and it was rent thereby giving us access to come boldly by the blood of Jesus into this place called the kingdom or the holy of holy realm. Now, I'm saying all that because the, now we're going to cover this thing. This is what we're going to talk about. And I thought it was so crazy when I was studying this. I said, okay, we're covering it. And then God does something. He changes it. He changes. Watch. Here in Exodus 26, he says this. Moreover, moreover, you shall make the tabernacle with 10 curtains of fine twine linen and blue and purple and scarlet with cherubims of cunning work thou shalt make now. And he made, he said, thou shalt make 10. So there was an even number of curtains covering over this structure. And the reason he covers it, because he doesn't want anybody that has not been made covenant with him to see the workings of God without a commitment of covenant, without the shedding of the blood, without uh, without uh, being divinely born again, you can't see the kingdom. So God doesn't want anybody. Uh, that's why he doesn't. Now, let me let me move out of there. I, I was about to get into something. Let me move away. From, let me go back. Let me stay on track here. Lord Jesus, I'm trying to stay on track. And so he says that he made these 10 coverings and he's going to cover the top of it. So any, no one can see inside of it. Matter of fact, only five people were really allowed inside. That was the five-fold ministry at that time, Aaron and his four sons. Oh, yeah, there's a one. Now, Joe, it's covered. You see, now that everything's in order, now God covered. There's the cherubim. There's the red, white, and blue, the first covering you see there. That is the covering that I talked about in Exodus 26.1. There are 10, 10 of those covers. Now, there's two covers and two curtains. Yeah, and each one, but well, watch this. Now let's go to where I'm coming to this 
thing called deception. I'm going to talk to you about it today. Oh my God, you're going to get, see, we, we need to understand that this thing covers everything. When Christ died on the cross, he covered even the thing about you that's still deceptive. The thing about me that's still deceptive. All of us have some, and I, and I, and this is how God covers it. Exodus 26, 7, it says, And thou shalt make curtains of goat's hair to be a covering upon the tabernacle of 11 curtains thou shalt make it. I said, wait, wait a minute, Jesus. Why, why did you change it from 10 curtains to an odd number like that? That doesn't make, where are you going to put the 11th curtain? How, how are you going to do this? How are you going to put this together? He said, wait a minute, let me teach you. So the Holy Spirit began to teach me, and he takes me back to Genesis, and he takes me back uh, that uh, where they're uh, making a special coat for Joseph. Amen. You remember that? And uh, of many colors. And uh, it causes a problem among his brethren, 11 of his brethren, or come to jealousy and hatred over him of, uh, uh, of Israel favoring this boy, Joseph. And then uh, Joseph makes it worse by having a dream. And, and as he's expressing the dream to his brothers, he has them bowing down, everybody bowing down to Joseph. So they plot to kill him, right? Now watch what they do. They take the coat. Now watch this. They take the coat and they push their brother in the pit. They're going to kill him. Uh, the Midianites come, the, the Ishmaelites come. There's two parties in this thing, Ishmaelites and Midianites. The Midianites sell uh, uh, Joseph to the uh, Ishmaelites. Ishmaelites take him to, to Egypt. Now he's being sold to part of his house. But watch what they did. They took the blood of a goat and put it on the coat of the boy, Joseph, and told him that their, his son was dead. That's cold-blooded right there. That's his baby. At that time, as a matter of fact, the Bible says that was his favorite son. He favored him. But now he believes that the son is dead. So the first deception, that's a result of a generational deception. Let me take you back to the generational deception. Because Jacob and his mother, when Esau was the firstborn, didn't want Esau to get the birthright. So the mother showed Jacob how to deceive Israel by wrapping a goat's hair around his arm and on his neck and make this stew and pretend that he was Esau. And so, cause Joseph, because Israel was blind. And so he's looking at her and he said, well, you don't sound like, you don't sound like, uh, uh, he said, but I, I am, I am, feel me. And he, of course he, he's got this goat's hair. So first the goat's hair is used in deception to steal away the birthright. Now it's used to steal away the son that was part of the birthright. So we got a generational thing working here. We got a we got goat's hair being used to deceive the father. We got goat's hair again being used to deceive the father to thinking that his son was dead. Are you are you tracking with me? Okay, let's go on now. Let me read the scriptures to you. So Rebecca tells him in Genesis 27 uh, and, and, and said unto Rebecca, his mother, behold, Esau, thy brother is a hairy man and I'm a smooth man. 
And th this is his mother now. She's supposed to, come on, this is his mother. She says, well, this is what we're going to do. Put the skins of the kids of the goat upon his hands and upon the smooth of his neck. So she's in with the deception. She represents the church. It's got many of these young men acting like the firstborn when they're not the firstborn. She's given him some kind of, you know, I grew up in the area where they had, uh, they didn't have social promotions until they found out that them boys were never going to graduate. So they started social because they, they started getting beards and goatees and they couldn't still be in junior high. So they let them go. <laughs> so they let them go on to high school. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm just telling you, there is no such thing as social promotions in the kingdom of God unless there's a deceiver in your house. Unless there's somebody in the child trying to promote somebody because of their gifts or trying to promote somebody because of what they want to see happen in that child. And that's what she did. She put that boy out there uh, and she had to use deceptive measures. Now her sons have adopted her measures. And they don't want him there because they, they don't like the fact that he's been favored. So now they use the goat hair. And now we come to this tabernacle. And he says, put 11 coverings over here because 11 is the number of deception. And so what God is saying when he covers the body of Christ, he covers what you're going to deceive and what you've been using as deception. He's going to cover that and it's not going to be charged against you because of transformation. So he recognizes even though you're born again, you still are tricky. You still figured out a way not to pay your tithe. You still figured out a way not to obey the voice of your uh, whoever it is over your ministry. You, st you, you still have that deceptive goat chair thing. And then what's so cool about it? In Leviticus chapter 10, they got two goats. One, they kill for the sins of the people. And one, they run off into the wilderness because they knew the people would sin again. So they sent the goat out away. That, that that takes care of the future sins of the people. That goat just runs out. They don't know what happened to that. It's a scapegoat. And that's the goat that you use when people want to make excuses for their behavior. They have to have a scapegoat. So God presents a scapegoat over the covering of the tabernacle. So you always have Jesus as a scapegoat for the things that you find in you that are still deceptive. Are you tracking with me here? You need to see this is so powerful uh, when you see it. Uh, uh, and it's really funny how the uh, Mennonites and the Ishmaelites are playing a part in this moving Joseph out of the pit into Potiphar's house and then from Potiphar's house to the pit and to the prison. And then from the prison, he's then after so many years now, he's, he's preparing enough to get into the palace. See, it takes, it, takes, it takes some time of preparation to get you from these different places to get you where God originally designed for you to go. He could have just got you straight there, but you wouldn't have been ready for what he had for you at that time. So he lets you go through these processes and then gets you in front of the kings, gets you in front of Pharaoh. And he tells you in the chapter, I think it's 45, whatever it is, he says, well, I only brought you here because Pharaoh needed a father. And it's really it's really funny that all that to get Pharaoh to have a daddy because Pharaoh didn't know how to run his nation. He needed a he needed a man of God. And some of you are in companies. They don't know how to run the company. And the reason God sent you in the company 
is for you to help that company become prosperous. I told the church Sunday, hey, you got to wake up. You're here. There's problems we're having with gender. There's problems we're having in our nation with the political parties and Christian involved and all that. It's because we're here to answer those problems. We are the generation with the answers. We have the spirit of wisdom. We have the spirit of God. Come on. He, and, come on. And we are the people that he will cover so that we can handle the assignment that he's given to us. And we're, we're still trying to get a human candidate. Uh, boy, if you knew how much trouble the people of God got in when they asked God to give them a man, a president, a king, uh, boy, they got themselves in some hot water with God. And still to this day, they're still begging for a president or they're still begging for a party or somebody to have the answer when the only answer is in the, comes from the mind of God. God has the answer. And he put, he said, he said, you have the mind of Christ. He tells us you have the, you, in other words, you have the mind that has the answer to the situations. Wherever you are, you're the solution. If we can just get you to get over yourself just for a minute and understand that God got your deception already covered. He knew that even though you say you're born again, you still got some tricks. Uh, you still got some con man, some Jacob, some uh, some scheme thing in you that you haven't totally. You, that's OK. Don't get mad at yourself because he you got you covered. Oh, I like that. Oh, my God. I didn't have to be perfect. Oh, my God. I thank God that when he said I was perfect, that he that he was saying that he sees me perfect, that he made me perfect by the blood. He said, he said, you are complete in him. So I am complete in him. Yet I know within myself, I'm on walking on towards completion. Amen. Because I do recognize I have 200 and some pounds of flesh that walks with me in this journey. And I have to conquer it by keeping myself under it. And so we have these curtains as a reminder, 10 curtains everywhere else, except when it comes to the goat skin. 11 is the number of generational deception. For every generation, let me say this, there is a scheme to make you fall. It says, do not be ignorant of the devil's devices. Every generation, they had a weakness to something. For some of you, it's money. Some of you, it's sex. Some of you, it's drugs. Some of you, it's power and glory and attention. Whatever it is, the enemy will set up a scheme or a deceptive. Listen to me. It says, uh, 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 it says, do you remember how the devil deceived Eve? How cunningly, divide, how skillful he was in deceiving her and beguiled her. And then it, and then it says this, do not forget the simplicity that's in. See, he comes to find that thing in you that's not yielded to you so he can deceive you. It's called the spirit of deception. That's what these curtains represent, number 11. Every detail of the Tagaman apple speaks to our life. I don't, I don't miss any details. I go over the details. And God spoke to me while I was being still. He said, 11 curtains. And I knew what he was talking to me, 11 curtains. That means that there, in this year, we have, we have a chance to go forth without us deceiving each other. And I'm going to say this to you. I'm going to quit telling people you love them and you're still talking behind their back. Quit telling people you're with them and you still find something wrong with them every time. Yes. Quit telling people, oh, I got this, and you don't mean it. Don't do that. That's called deception. That makes me feel that you're with me when you're really not with me. That makes me get a sense of false security 
when you say I got you and you really don't have me. You're just looking for me to fall or to fail. And the body of Christ, we got to become real this year because the enemy is going to onslaught us. He knows that his days don't, are not long to last. And so he's going to throw his best at us. So we got to be at our best. Come on, we we got to be. I, I, we've been praying, oh, God, don't let me be deceived. I'm not saying I can't be deceived. I certainly can. But I, but Lord God, keep me from keep me around people who really care for me and love me. Keep me in a circle of people that are higher than I am in their in their understanding of things. Let me always have people that can speak to me and not over my head, but to me. You know, I don't want anybody speaking over my head where I have to send them an offering to find out what they're talking about. I don't want to do that with people. Because <laughs> they, they won't talk to you unless you have some money. They won't prophesy unless you have some money. Stay on track. Stay on track. I'm just going with my flow here right now. I'm just saying there's got to be somebody that does not want to deceive for this year. This is the year of, of, of uh, pure relationships that are based on mutual respect and love. Oh, hear me prophesy. This is the year that we're really going to find our true friends and our true relationships with people. And these are going to be the ones that we die with. We end up with these people. I had a lot of people start me off in this journey, help me build, help me, but they're not here anymore. But they were good people. I have never had any bad people with me. Everybody that helped try to make me successful, those are good people. Now, somehow we couldn't go on. I think God designed that, but they had, it's, it's, not, it's no fault of theirs or mine. We weren't supposed to be together any longer. I had to grow up into that mentality, understand our time was up. Now it's time for me to move on. It's time for them to move on. The only thing that saddens my heart is many of them haven't done anything since they moved on. They're not operating out of their anointing. They're not. They're just sitting in another man's house. Uh, for, anyway, just sitting there on top of the powerful gifts that they have. And they're powerfully gifted people. But they never moved on into the gift. They just... They moved into from sonship into membership. And isn't let's go on here. Deception also, what you're talking about, isn't that a part of deception? When you Yeah. When you move, it's it's to progress you to an, a higher place or not a lesser place. You never move to you never move down. You always move up. Now you have to move up by moving down. That just means you're gonna humble yourself to be exalted. But if you're going to leave one place and you're an anointed teacher and you're doing all kinds of, and you go to another place and they don't never call your name to do anything, you made a mistake in your movement. You went too soon or you didn't go without being sent. You went on your own or whatever. That's repairable because God is a God of, uh, you know, he covers uh, those things that we've been deceived by. The moment that Adam and Eve fell, the lamb was already slain. So that their deception was already covered is what I'm saying. That's why he put that 11th curtain there. Their, their deception, they were operating out of redemption and they didn't even know anything about it. Father, he could have said, oh, you really, I did this whole creative thing for you. You selfish rascals. I, I had you name the animals. I gave you these fields. I gave you these waterways. I gave you gold. and I gave you the best that I have. And you're going to do this to me? He didn't do that. He didn't do that at all. He said, okay. Y'all naked, poor little thing. Let me let me kill these lambs and recover you. So the first thing God did, he didn't go off on them. He didn't blow his wrath on them. He covered them. So redemption was at play even in the garden. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I get, I, I back away from all mean Christians. Oh, you ought to burn them. Oh, they need to go to hell. Get away from me now. Get, you do not understand what your assignment is. Come on, you can't condemn what God has. You can't do this. Therefore, now no condemnation are you no, from anyone. I don't care what your title is. I, I had. Um, let me move on. Anyway, like you said, stay on point. And so we're we're, we're in a place now. Uh, let me just give you a little bit about uh, uh, the cover, the order, uh, uh, about the coverings and, and those kind of things. Uh, you know, there were various curtains for covering. God covers everything. And he, he keeps it. The reason for the covers is to keep you hidden in him. He doesn't want. I got a feeling that we want to reveal. We're proud about what we've done in many circles and we want everybody to see it. I say. If a wing has been transformed, wait for the rest of the body. <laughs> Don't just show the wing. Can we be patient until there's more to show than just that one wing? And I think sometimes we want to show. And I say, God says, no, let me cover this until I want to reveal uh, what it is that I'm doing in these secret places of your life. Don't be in such a hurry. I remember I wanted to print my cars up. Oh, the prophet. Oh, Lord Jesus. This man of God is on the scene here. I'm getting ready to tear it up and you better let me go. And my wife said, don't do that. Calvin, don't do that. I said, baby girl, I got, I got to do this thing. Girls burning up inside of me. She said, don't do it. And she was right. Did nobody respond to nothing I did? Nobody. And then when I backed up and said, God, you do it, my phone rang for 18 years. I never, never had to call anybody for a meeting. I never was, I always, and God took care of my family. I made more money preaching the gospel in the place they said was the preacher's graveyard than I did when I worked for corporate America. Praise God. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and it, we're about out of time, so you're going to have to continue this on the next program. We want to talk about covering. It's important that we be covered. There's re each covering is significant. This is exciting. This is really exciting. I'm, and 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 the teacher in you, the prophet teacher in you, is coming out, and I am just so uh, I, I just can hardly wait until our next program when Apostle Calvin Cook will be here talking about the covering, talking about the tabernacle. You know, I've listened to a lot of people and I've studied a lot of different people and whatever, but you are anointed. And, and I don't meant, I hate even using that word in the, in this context, but there's an anointing inside of you that comes out and, gra and grabs people and brings them into the excitement of this. You make this excite exciting because this is what you live. And so this is Apostle Baker, J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology and her baby brother. Remember that, her baby brother, Apostle Calvin. <laughs> Her yeah. only brother, her <laughs> only brother, <laughs> her only brother. Don't be calling me sister because I have one brother. At any rate, uh, my only brother who will be back next week when we're here telling it like it is the kingdom way. So have a great week and we'll see you next week. Bye bye. <laughs>